When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Welcome back. I'm so thrilled that you're here today, and I hope that your summer is going really well. Um, I just got back from a trip to St. Simon's Island in Georgia. If you've never been there, I highly recommend it. It is this beautiful southern beach town that we've been going to for years, and I love it. And I got to spend um, some quality time with um, three of my sisters and 10 of my nieces and nephews. And I love my nieces and nephews. They are amazing people. I have like 44 nieces and nephews because I have so many siblings and on John has three siblings. So um, I love being an aunt is one of my favorite roles in the world. So it's always a great time to spend time with them. But it's fun because I have so many siblings um, that I really understand how different moms are. And today I'm going to talk to, to you about that is what it means like what to be a perfect mom. And the topic is, I am not a perfect mom. And I, for many years, like I grew up watching Brady Bunch and Fathers Know Best and June Cleaver, all of those. And so I had in my idea of my belief system of a great mom, like I think of like Carol on Brady Bunch and how she was always perfectly dressed and she would meet her husband at the door and she would always have like such patience time to spend with her each child at their problem like they she helped each child so beautifully that the problem always became strength and and she was so in love with her husband and her house was beautiful and what i didn't really put together is she had alice alice was doing a lot of the behind the scenes and the parenting right and it was just all fictional and but i did go into marriage kind of with what kind of mom I need it to be, what it looked like. And we all do this. Like I talked about this in the podcast where, um, you know, how do you decide to be a good parent? So it's kind of similar. And what happens though, you have to really shift in your belief system um, and drop the need for my kids to view you as a perfect mom. And that is a little bit different from deciding what is a good parent, but you let your kids kind of actually have their own belief system around you as a mom. And so do you know what happened when I dropped the need for my kids to view me as the perfect mom? I became the mom they actually needed. So I wasn't people pleasing them or doing the things that I thought they wanted me to do. I was showing up in the way that I felt good, which was in line with my value system. And, you know, a couple months ago, I had a conversation with one of my children that surprised me, but was a perfect example of what I'm talking about. We were talking about an incident in their life and her version of how I showed up as the mom was very different with how I viewed myself. And it was hard to, it was hard to hear, honestly, it hurt a little bit. And I saw myself go into my old way of thinking. Like at first I found my brain going to, oh, they're completely wrong. And I started to look for all the reasons why they were wrong. And so I was quickly going into fight defense defense mode. But I catch myself when I do that because of all the work I've done and I know how my brain works now. And I was able to interrupt that defensive mode. Um, and this was amazing because I, 
I've never found defensiveness to be productive in any conversation. It really does just um, disconnect when you try to defend against what people are saying. And I wasn't able to really direct my brain to completely agree with what my child was saying. Um, but I did find a more helpful way to think like, I wonder why they think that, like, I became kind of curious of why they, their version, their truth. And once I had that thought, I was able to kind of relax. I felt myself relax and let go of the defense and actually listen to what they were saying to sit there and meet my child where she was at. And so what happened is I stopped using my brain energy to justify and to find the reasons why they were wrong because I was feeling hurt. I let go of the need to be right. And I gained the space to see actually why my children was hurting. And I, so I showed up for them. Like I, that's the mom I want to be. And it was amazing experience because it was so powerful to be in such complete control of the way I was thinking because I wanted to create the results that I was connected to that child in that conversation. And I was loving myself where I was kind of having thoughts of like, it's interesting. She's thinking that it's okay. She doesn't agree. You know, my self-talk was really positive and this is the tools that I teach in lifted together and with you on this podcast, but I really, the tools give you the ability to show up exactly how the mom you want to be loving, forgiving, a safe place to land and totally imperfect. (laughs) And the result of the conversation really ended pretty fantastic. And it brought me and my child a lot closer. And I was able to show them that the love they needed in that moment. So being able to love my own imperfections actually gives me more capacity to love others. Let me repeat that. Being able to love my own imperfection actually gives me capacity to love others. And accepting that I am not going to do things perfectly gives me the ability to do things better. It lets me show up as the mom I want. I am right now a human being who is working on becoming a better version of myself. And the more grace I have for myself gives me increased capability to give others grace when they don't do things perfectly. And so your kids are going to have expectations of how you show up, especially um, I was talking to one of my girlfriends whose kids kind of line up with mine. And I was like, I kind of hate Instagram and all and TikTok and all these things because they have made this vision of idea of how, we should show up in all of the events in our kids' lives. And so our kids are going to have expectations of how we show up. And so it's really, really important for you to not manage their expectations, but to manage your own expectations. And part of it is dropping the perfectionism of like showing up how you think they want. And remember the definition of perfect perfect is to be flawless and complete in all aspects and demonstrating excellent skills. And when we are perfect, we have no need to grow or advance any further. And so we're not here to be the perfect parents. If Heavenly Father wanted his children raised by perfect parents, he would have sent robots. He sent flawed human beings to raise these children. And when we are striving to be perfect in all these situations, um, we actually show up like from knee-jerk perfectionism and we let our children down because when we begin to show our children like this is the way there's only way to one way to do it then we model them our beliefs and behaviors that anything less than perfect is a complete failure and so our children always learn the best from example they learn way more of like 
what we do versus what we say. And part of the process of growing up means making mistakes through trial and error. And as our child grows up, so does a mother, like gaining wisdom and experience along the way, including making mistakes and failing and recognizing mistakes. Like this situation with my daughter, like I was really glad I was able to hear her truth and to be like open to it and to not feel like it was dangerous that she didn't view me as perfectly as I wanted to be viewed in that moment. And to be like, I could see like when she kind of told me her version of it, I was like, Oh, I could see how that was hard for you. And that me being able to speak that truth to her healed her and it healed me. So I'm going to go over six steps of things that I really think are helping you let go of expectations that other people put on you and not taking their expectations as your truth and how you want to live and really being more in line with how you want to show up as the parent. And the first one is taking care of yourself. Um, By taking the time to take care of yourself, you really do create a healthier, stronger way of being, which allows you to care for the children and other people in your life more fully and with more enjoyment. You know, when my kids were young, um, I, I love the YMCA. I would go there for two hours. I would work out. I would get ready there. That was sanity. If I hadn't had that, I don't know if I would have, because I had five kids under eight and they, it was very, I think those years are the hardest years. If you have kids out there, I, my hat is off for you. Those are hard years. And so in that time period, it was doing, um, the why, right? And now it looks differently because there is not such physical demands on my time. And now I have to really take care of myself emotionally and um, spiritually to be the mom I want to be. And so it's going to change of what it looks like for taking care of yourself. But I know rested, exercised, when I'm eating healthy, when I'm, um, you know, taking care of my emotional needs, working with my coach, that is where I am able to be the mom I want to be. And this kind of leads to the second one is um, love and accept yourself. Mothers are amazing at being able to like give unconditional love to their children. Um, In fact, I was coaching this beautiful lady and she was really honestly saying how much she did not love how she looked, you know, and she was like, I've never really accept, never thought of myself as pretty. And so I asked herself, like, I asked her, like, what did she, she does she think her daughter's not pretty? And she's like, oh my gosh, no, she's gorgeous. And like, she's, she takes my breath away sometimes. She's so stunning. And the funny thing is she looked just like her daughter. And it was just so interesting for me to see this of like, we have such a critical voice in our mind and we're always judging our efforts and putting ourselves down. That is um, the, really the go-to, the autopilot of our brain. And that is why it's really important that you silence the critic, the perfectionist, the inner self-talk um, that comes up. Like when I was talking to my daughter, you know, the first thing was like, oh, I got to defend myself because I can't stand her thinking poorly of me. Right. That was the inner self-talk that then I was like, no, she gets to think whatever she wants. Like it's not her job to love me. It's my job to love me and reminding myself of that. Okay. The fourth one I'm going to, sorry, the third one I'm going to give you is you need to create a life for yourself separate from your children. Um, and I, you know, as I'm getting, five out of my six children leaving home. I really understand this of like, if you devote everything you have into your children, you will not, you will be less than for your children. And it's, it's a balance, right? Like whenever you're doing anything, I remember telling my friend, like anything that I'm doing, that's taken away from being a mother is hard. So it is not an easy thing to create a life 
for yourself separate from your children. But it is important because it actually gives you more depth, more ability to be effective for your children. And this is going to be sacrificed. Sometimes you got to balance it. I have something this week that, uh, you know, like I had a trip planned for months on the book. It's really important. I can't cancel it. And my child really needs me this week. And, you know, this is where I'm calling my family in, you know, like, like I am having people come and serve my child and it is not ideal, but I also know like, other people helping serve them in this moment where I cannot be two places at once will actually serve them. They have wisdom and love that I can't always give. So be, when you create this life for yourself, you need to actually create family and family is family that, you know, friends that you're choosing to make as your family and every mom needs it. And so creating a life separate from your children, you're going to need a village. And so be thoughtful and be prayerful about how you do that. Okay. The fourth one is, uh, actually the third one, the fourth one, yes, is learn to apologize. Um, you're going to make mistakes um, and you're going to do hurtful things. You're going to lose your temper. You're going to forget to do something, forget to pick them up, forget to text them. And it's really important to learn the skill of apologizing. And this is not to be confused with the overuse of, of saying sorry, just, oh, I'm sorry. But really, I want you to talk. I'm not talking about saying sorry for just anything, rather just like apologize for the mistakes where your child your behavior engaged them in a hurtful way and it impacted them. And sometimes it's most of the time it's not intentional. And so, but even though it's not intentional, it's not excuse not to apologize. When you're feeling like your child's expectations were not being met, that's their problem. I, I agree. But also it's totally fine to be like, I am sorry. I wish I could have showed up for you that way. You know, like that was my conversation with my child where we were talking about a situation where she had some hurt, how I showed up. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I wish I could have been that mom for you. And I wasn't able to be that. And so letting go of really like if you, if they feel, feel poorly of you, then it's a problem about you. No, it's just how relationships are. We're always going to fail each other's expectations and we will have expectations is just part of naturally being in a relationship, but how you show up in that when somebody gives you information that you failed, that is where that humbleness and that loving, that connection will make you feel closer. And I think like really patterning that for your children of like, like you're not always going to like live up to your own children's expectations, your husband's expectations, but being able to love yourself and love them, that gives you that space to find that peace and that grace for each other. So, you know, you giving them grace when they come to you with um, missed expectations will actually give them the ability to give you grace when you didn't show up. So it's a win-win. And I think the last one is um, spend quality time with your children. You know, I have six children. And so, I really think spending one-on-one time, you have to schedule it. Um, you know, one of the greatest things we ever did, we started this when our children were young, where we called them red box dates. And it, every Christmas they would get, um, and I, I bought these beautiful red boxes and every Christmas they would get in that box was like something it was like, say it was a spatula because we were going to a cooking class together and John and I would split up the kids and we'd all go on individual dates. And till this day, my children say, I don't remember what you gave me for Christmas every year, but they remember those dates. And so time spent together is one of the 
greatest gifts you could give. And you're busier than ever these days. I get it. Um, we're pulled in so many different directions and we have really a not like just keeping the or going and keeping the family going can deplete you. And really like what I have found with these red box dates is I was blessed too, because these were opportunities for me to see my child individually, to see where they were at that time and to just delight in the people that they are to really kind of date them. And so, you know, the first one is taking care of yourself. And the last one I'm going to give you is spending quality time quality time with your children and to schedule it. Don't, it's not going to happen naturally, especially in this day and age where they're busy, you're busy, but really like, and it was everything from, you know, riding bikes to sometimes it was going on trips and it's evolved as they've gotten older. But the consistency was um, they knew that they were special and that they were so important to be able to carve out time. And so really you know, seeing and valuing is the basis of any healthy relationship. If somebody feels seen and valued. And sometimes when people, especially our children have expectations against us that they're saying, you didn't see and value me. You want to go to, I am a good mom. Like, you know, but when I drop, like, no, I'm a total messed up mom. I'm hot mess happy half the time. And I'm amazing half the time. Then when they came to me with their um, expectations not being met, I, it didn't feel so dangerous and I was able to listen to be open to it and love them in that moment and not feel resentful. And so really dropping the need to be the perfect mom for your children to have to be looked on as the perfect mom from your children is the best gift for you because you actually enjoy whatever emotions your child, whenever, whatever emotions they experience or opinions they experience about you, you can still enjoy them and love them in that moment. And you know, sometimes they're not going to like things you do or how you show up. And that's just, just expect that, but you get to decide who you want to be in that moment. And I have really found that when I dropped the need for them to view me as perfect, I became the mom they actually needed. And this really is important for LGBTQ kids um, because they're going to have very different expectations. Sometimes with how you show up as the ally, how you show up with your rules, how you show up, you know, balancing your religion and they're not going to like everything you're doing and you gaining the confidence of loving yourself of, you know, let me go through them again, of taking care of yourself, which I mean, emotionally and physically loving, accepting yourself, being okay, that you're not a robot mom, um, learning to apologize, being okay, saying, sorry, even if you don't agree with them, see their truth, their truth is important, creating a life separate from them, realizing like you're, whole role in this life on this earth is not to serve them. Your whole role is for you to become the person you need to be. And having these children is part of that, but it's just part of that. And the last one is being intentional and spending quality time with them. Like really be amazed and awe of the people that you have created and make them special in your life. Um, you know, my parents have 10 children and they were so good at this, where so good that like when we came home, we wanted to spend time with them. We sought for opportunities to spend more time with them. Um, it was never resentful, like going back as adults. We really, we craved more time with them. And that was because when we were with them, they made us feel special and unique and we were seen and valued. And they weren't perfect and I didn't expect them to be perfect. And um, where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. 
In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.